0: The Pat Kenny Show
1: with Matter Private Network
0: on News Talk. Stuart Clark, Deputy Editor of Hot
1: Press, good morning. Good morning. Well, actually, it's a rotten one. I think yeah. we're all in a state of shock. It
0: is so very desperately sad. Um, Sinead um, was a force of nature and so many lives packed oh. into one. I know. I think
1: we all had that moment when we first heard her. Mine was in 1988. I was working on a radio station in Limerick, and someone sent us the Mandinka single with a note saying, this is special, and I played it, and boy, was it special. It was like hearing Bowie doing Starman in 72. It was like nothing else I'd heard before. Didn't matter what song she was singing, you always recognised Sinead's voice. It was unique. It was a once-in-a-generation voice. And she opened the doors. I mean, you've got to remember back in 88, it was a man's world, both in society and and musically. There had been female singers before from Ireland, but none with such important things to say. And the determination to say them very loud, even though it was detrimental to her career. She just really wanted to speak her truth.
0: Now, uh, her early life was uh, was troubled, as we know. I yeah. mean, there are interviews you can find online uh, with uh, Gay on The Late Late Show. And mm-hmm. uh, there's one particular one which is featured in the documentary, uh, Kathy Ferguson's documentary, which can be seen, I think, this weekend. On, on, on
1: Saturday, it's making its uh, premiere on Sky mm-hmm. Documentaries. Yeah. An incredible film. And also her book, Rememberings, which she wrote herself with very little editing. Very funny. You know, it can be forgotten sometimes amongst the serious stuff. And this is not the time or place to talk about her mental health, really. But you've got to look at things through the fact she was bipolar, which made life very, very difficult. She was wickedly funny. She had the most off-colour jokes that I could not possibly Mm -hmm. tell you, even perhaps off-air, Pat. There's one about the Archbishop of Canterbury, which is particularly good. She was funny, vivacious, alluring. I would have met her, obviously, as a journalist when she was in a good place. Um, She was feisty. She would challenge everything you said, but there was a glint in the eye. She wanted to have a conversation. She wanted an argument sometimes, but there was a a humanity, Mm. a wit, charisma. Oh my goodness. This woman was tiny, but she walked in a room. She'd be behind you, but you still sense
0: she'd come in. Um, she had that impish smile when, when she knew you and knew you, you that you were friend not foe the, the face just lit up didn't it and she
1: cackled like a witch it was fantastic I was very lucky in, in 1999 we reached out to Dr Nina Simone and gave her a Hot Press Hall of Fame award and who better to present it than Sinead uh, and Sinead went up to her and sort of bowed and Nina said don't you be bowing at me girl I should be bowing at you So if you're doing okay in Nina Simone's book, then you're really doing okay.
0: The last time I I saw Sinead was just a few months ago. Peter Caviston had a bit of a lunch, not in the restaurant, but in a room upstairs for a few old reprobates, (laughs) including myself. And um, Sinead arrived. And there was a bit of a session and she sang with gusto. I know. Uh, She got into the spirit of the whole thing. It was an old fashioned, as I say, session. And she sang a cappella, and just she was in her element.
1: The last social media message from her that I saw was last week. I'm back in London. I'm really happy to be here. I'm finishing the album with David Holmes. I can talk about that in a little while. She's been making a record in Belfast. Um, I'm going to be touring in 2024. I was one of the judges for the Choice Music Prize, the inaugural classic Irish album. And when we got in the room, there was no debate who it was going to be. It was Sinead O'Connor. It was just which album. I was kind of lying on the Cobra, but then I listened again to I Do Not Want, What I Haven't Got. And that actually could have been made today. It it was so ahead of the curve. She was always ahead of the curve, musically and, and socially. I mean, black boys on mopeds about young black men being targeted by the police. That came out two years before the LA riots, and God knows how long before George Floyd. And even during lockdown, I interviewed her. Um, she had done a cover of Mahalia Jackson's Troubles of the World being donated to uh, Black Lives Matter. Uh, tales of extraordinary generosity to the LGBTQI um, community have been um, emerging this morning. But we didn't expect her to come to Vicar Street to claim the award. Yeah. But apparently at the last minute she phoned Dave Fanning and said, I'm coming. She turned up, beaming that lovely smile. And as was Sinead's want, dedicated that award to Ireland's refugee community. She was always out there representing and, and fighting for the underdog. <laughs>
0: Um, I've met her obviously many times over the years and uh, irrespective of what phase in her life she was, because there were various different phases and uh, adherence to different uh, religious Mm. beliefs and so on, um, she was always warm and friendly and didn't kind of put people that she knew into a different box simply because she was not in that box at that moment.
1: I remember asking just during an interview, oh, you know, is your mum still alive? and ask about my family. She was interested in people. It wasn't just about her. She had a lot to say, but it was a conversation, not a monologue.
0: Yeah. Um. The the other memory I have her from relatively recent times was just pre-pandemic, and there was the uh, premiere of the Boomtown Rats uh, film. Mm. And uh, I went backstage before the, the off, and uh, I found this extraordinary huddle. I was ushered into a tiny little... It was almost like a tent backstage, and there was... Sinead, uh, surrounded by Michael D. Higgins and Sabina, (laughs) Shane McGowan.
1: Holding (laughs) court. She Uh, always ended up stealing the show. I remember Shane's 60th birthday in the National Concert Hall. And again, she wasn't confirmed to come. She came on after the interval. We thought it was a roadie at first. She had a a hoodie on, but she pushed back the hoodie. It was like, oh, my God. And she nailed you're the one. It was a fairly raucous night, but pin drop stuff. Let's not forget she opened the door for so many other women in the industry. Glorissa Reardon referenced Sinead all the time. They had very different philosophies and, and beliefs when it came to the church, but she saw Sinead's bravery and that emboldened her. And there's countless other artists who,
0: because of Sinead, felt they could do it and they could be heard, they could speak. Her repertoire was quite enormous. I mean, her uh, recordings obviously were in the uh, rock genre uh, primarily, but she sang traditional Irish music. She was utterly familiar with all of that. She uh, listened to everything at home. Her mother had this record collection which she used to spread out on the, on the table and all sorts of influences were evident. She
1: was were obsessed evident. by reggae. She worshipped Bob Marley. She was in Jamaica, she recorded an album there. She wasn't that prolific towards the end of her career, but by God, every record counted. Her last studio work was 2016, I think. Was it 14? I'm Not Bossy, I'm the Boss. Immaculate from start to finish. She played Electric Picnic that year, and again, stole the show, I think, on the the Sunday afternoon. Her, Her daughter was singing with her, which was very sweet, Roisin. And you do think of her family and her loved ones, of which there are many. The pain they've suffered, not just today and yesterday, but with poor Shane Last wow. January. Clearly, that devastated her. Um, how she came to terms with it, well, perhaps she didn't, but uh, she, she she, adored her children. She spoke so glowingly and proudly of them. I remember her talking about Shane and Roshi, and you know, she just lit up again. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.